0: If they clicked on the podcast, they know what they're listening to. Do we need to tell them? They might, or they might say, what the hell
1: is this? And just click it off.
0: Well, that's true. That could happen anyway, though. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Um, Yeah, whatever. This is (laughs) like Father Like Son, like movies. Uh, We don't have a formal introduction as we were just talking about. That's right. And we decided that we're anti-formal introductions, and we're not going to do them anymore. We might be anti-formal introductions. We can do informal introductions if we want. I'm Stuart the dad. Uh, right. I'm Sam the son. The idea is, uh, as the name of the podcast suggests, um, we are father and son. Dad is the reason that I like movies. Dad, I don't know the reason you like movies. Is it Probably because my of your dad? dad? Probably. Probably your dad. Wow. This is multi-generational. That's right. This is paying it forward, I guess. Paying it forward. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, other than that, the format of the... there's not uh what am i trying to say here mm, that's know. the premise is what i'm trying to say other than that the the idea is that dad picks movies that he's always wanted me to see or at least that he wants me to see not necessarily that he's always wanted me to see um and then he this is his excuse to make me watch them and mm-hmm. the show. my
1: list of things i want you to see is ever evolving
0: so ever evolving ever growing um yeah. and lucky for you i'm more open-minded than i used to be
1: true you although you
0: rarely like the things i
1: suggest for you to watch
0: <laughs> well, I mean, so there's a balance to strike there, though, because it's like, how much do you push the envelope? But it's also probably more rewarding, discussion-wise, to pick things that maybe I'm inclined to like. Um, yeah. So there's, I, I things, picked them you know, because I
1: like them, I respect them, and I think I right. would I would be interested to see if you
0: feel the same way. And so it's always fascinating whatever your reaction is. Yeah. Right. And really, it's your call because we were doing a double feature kind of a thing where I picked one um but that came that was born of a very fortuitous observation of mine about similarities between uh the Big Lebowski and Cutter's Way which are weirdly similar um and so we're like oh what if we picked two movies that were at first glance very different but weirdly similar but again that was a very <laughs> that was a very uh lucky lucky break that i even noticed that at all so it's kind of hard to manufacture that so we just switch to uh, how about Dad picks movies and uh, we watch them. And see I did the have a finger, request
1: that we go back to that original format. Um, with with did two you? Movies, yeah, where you pick one and I uh, okay, I pick one vice versa. So uh-huh. um, we could consider that, but we could You're
0: saying you got a request from a listener, a request from somebody
1: who listens to the podcast. Really, That we go back to that format. Name names.
0: I don't want to. <laughs> Uh, consent for us. Okay. We could, we could, this is, you know, we can do what we want. So we can, can, we can play with it again. Uh, I'm not opposed to it. It's just like, it's just like, am, are we gonna, you know, is it ever going to be as interesting as, as that pairing was? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Um, I think the one reason was that it, it was just kind of getting to be just between all the other things we've got going on. It was getting to be kind of a lot. Um, you know, mm-hmm. watching two movies, taking notes on two movies, and then figuring out what we want to say about each individual movie and then about how to compare each movie. I don't know. Maybe we can try it again.
1: Yeah, I know you've been feeling uh, about the allotted uh, hour that we've planned for these episodes with discussions of one movie plus other nonsense. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe we'll stick with the format, but maybe we'll reserve the right in the future when the mood strikes you if I pick a movie and you're just inspired to say, you know, we really ought to pair it with... This and such we could do that sure sure
0: yeah hmm. Play just the you.
1: episode the today's movie uh lent itself to a double feature but we didn't we didn't go for it but we'll talk about it when we get to the
0: discussion yeah we can we can go over it and then um i think uh what we'll do is i'll go ahead and watch that before next episode and then at the beginning of next episode we'll go ahead and talk about that
1: yeah and we'll yeah. uh we'll get it, into oh, the details fun. of that during our discussion but before we get yeah, there great. sam we wanted mm-hmm. to kind of always ease into this, warm up a little bit. Yeah, and then it was you always suggestion. have a fun. You always
0: have a fun question
1: for me. Yeah, so I, I wanted to uh, kind of use that time this time to ask you.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: going to I'm going to give you a movie title which is yeah. fake. Okay. You, so I have not told you, you what you this made is. Up. I made it up.
0: You didn't get not, it
1: from Reddit. I did not get it from Reddit. I just thought from of it in my head. Okay. And I said, if I gave Sam this title, I wonder what movie he would pitch. Okay. To match this title. Oh, this is a lot of pressure. Okay. What is it? It is a lot of pressure, and uh, I understand you in in were inspired to do the same. To tit. For tat. It,
0: well, yeah, you. Well, I you asked me to. I thought, or did I just oh. assume that? Well, <laughs> I, think, I have it I have a title. In any case, <laughs> uh, revenge will be sweet.
1: So. <laughs> Here is your fake movie title and I want to hear your best movie okay. pitch for this movie title. Okay. Ready? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Here we go. Love
0: uh, at first smell. Love it. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, the first thing I thought We of always was say a dog. love it.
1: We always we always we always talk about love at first sight. Yes. And I thought, what if we had a movie that involved a different sense?
0: Yes. But also love, love. at first <laughs> smell. Okay, the first thing I thought of was a dog. Cause that's their primary sense. Okay. That's the way they move through the world. Okay. Um, so it's a, um, is it animated? Maybe could I be, don't know. uh, animated movie, I guess, a <laughs> a dog love story, a dog love story. He uh-huh. stumbles upon a, another dog in the park. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know. If- Sniffs butt and all of a sudden they're, they're all <laughs> on a romance. Yeah, and the rest is history. Maybe it's an animated short. <laughs> maybe, maybe, we, <laughs> maybe we play it before uh, the new Pixar movie comes out like they did in the old days. Huh. Yeah. Love it and smell. Hmm. You might have to cut out some dead space here while I think. Uh, what else could this be about? What if it's about like trolls or something? Like some smelly mythical creature? like Shrek, because oh, okay. he's always like farting and stuff. So maybe it's the new Shrek movie, actually. OK, that's what it is, actually. It's Shrek five. Love it first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Has there already been a Shrek five?
1: I don't know if there's been a Shrek five, but they're I'm checking IMDb. There is
0: no love it for smell. So so we have something here, in other words. Yeah. So if anybody has a Hollywood connection, uh, we would love to get in touch. We got a slam duck pitch for you. Is this is <laughs> is this a, is this illegal because the writer's track is going on? Because we're kind of writing right now.
1: Yeah, but we're not in the union. I'm not in the union. Are you in the union? Yeah, I'm not in the union either. No,
0: like, so we're fine. We can do what we want. Um, Yeah, great. Maybe it's a musical too. Why not? Shrek um, 5 the I musical. Heard, love it for a smell. I've only... Yeah, I love it. The... Okay. Um, I buy it new i never i didn't see it and i probably won't see it but i heard that the new puss in boots movie was actually really good
1: uh, i heard the same yeah i heard the same
0: yeah I and i also heard child, the turtle, the ninja it. turtles movie was good oh i hadn't heard anything about that is that uh do you know anything about who's making that isn't it seth rogan's uh company i have Producing no it? idea mm-hmm. i haven't looked into it at all no, yeah, I but I heard it was a okay. uh, lot of that lot wasn't of, a childhood. Did you was Teenage Mutant Nintendo Turtles? Did, is that something you watch growing up? I'm not sure how old they are. No, but after how old my that time. property is after Ooh. your time. Okay. Yeah, I never I didn't watch that as a kid or anything. I've watched very yeah. few shows, as you know, as a kid. Um, so right. Definitely wasn't one of them. Huh? No. Okay. So good. Well, okay. Well, okay. Right. Wasn't so I'll much a, we, we we spitballed some ideas. We didn't really come up with a story. Uh, no. But yeah, I think that's, yeah. I'll take that I mean, to that as, as financiers, as see if they want to. You play. can't, uh, you can only get so far on a title alone, probably. Anyway. That's true. Okay. Well, somewhere. I've got, uh, I've got a title for you. Oh boy. I think you're going to like it. Okay. You ready and for that? And I'm this? supposed
1: to give you a pitch?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We can just <laughs> do what we just did. We can spitball a little bit. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. The title of the movie mm-hmm. is Killin'. To fill in, to fill in—is that spelled like Jewish to fill in? <laughs> yeah, kill to fill in, oh. fill in to fill in.
1: Yeah, like the Jewish uh, 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 prayer, like a Jewish, uh, like a Jewish phylactery. The phylacteries. Uh huh. Oh man, uh, that's a great title.
0: That's a a number title, one. Man.
1: B number two. It's clearly a horror movie. Um, with to fill in. Okay that um because if nobody knows what to fill in ours, they're little boxes that contain a piece of scroll and then they have straps leather straps that um come out of the base of these boxes and you're supposed to wrap them around your arm and put them on your forehead um which is to respect the uh the biblical commandment and um so these straps uh would have the power to strangle people so <laughs> okay uh-huh i think these to villain <laughs> would be murderous killing into villain that would uh wrap their straps around people's throats or squeeze their heads until they pop this is um, fascinating yeah i think that's i mean that's the obvious uh youtube now no one it. would like... finance it and the adl would probably boycott it You think so not yeah, probably maybe.
0: uh but uh you reacted to that so differently for me because in my head it was always about jewish gangsters or something hmm but you took it very literally to where the tefillin are <laughs> the things doing the killing doing the killing which is interesting to tefillin. Uh, okay. you know everybody who knows me knows i'm into horror so yeah that's so what makes sense that you would go there yeah yeah okay
1: great yeah no. So I probably wouldn't ever pitch that to anybody because I'd be canceled.
0: You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe.
1: But well. it's a good title.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I've had kind of it written down for years. I think we should <laughs> maybe
1: steer that into the rap music genre. And you should try and do a rap based on that.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It fits somewhere. Yeah. Even if not in the movie world. Great. Hmm good job I like these little uh opening segments that you do I just start coming up with questions for you yeah you need to yeah I should One and
1: question. anybody in the listening audience feel free to email send us your suggestions yeah. for stupid stuff we got to talk about before we talk about the movie
0: yeah what's your pitch for killing to fill in and or first yeah smell? do that mm-hmm. yeah yeah whatever um what's the next segment dad
1: the next segment Sam is things mm-hmm. we've been watching great i love
0: that would you like to go first sure um i've got a few things not too much to say about either of them uh or any of them but um i started to watch ahsoka the new star wars show oh which the um i will i won't finish it it was it's kind of disappointing actually but um it's got some cool stills and images and lightsaber stuff I love me some lightsabers and I really like Rosara Dawson. I think she was great in that role as, um, in the Mandalorian, which did you watch that? I can't remember. Never did. Okay. So the first two seasons, of the Mandalorian, I did not watch the third one cause I don't need it, but the first two seasons of the Mandalorian are a complete story and they're great. It's a really, really mm-hmm. good series. And, um, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka makes an appearance in one episode and it's one of the most highly rated episodes in the show. And it's great. Um, so I gave Ahsoka a soko shot, and it was I, I don't have a lot of patience these days, honestly. I probably turned it off twenty minutes in, but it was just kind of boring. So um won't be continuing that, but I gave it a shot. Um Rosario Dawson's still great, whatever happens. Um I watched Copland. Are you familiar with this movie? Um De Niro Stallone. Yeah, it's a stacked cast. Um De Niro Stallone, Harvey Keitel. Keitel. Mm-hmm. Kaitel. Um, somebody else that I can't remember it's an early James Mangold effort mm-hmm. and the reason I picked that up was because I was going through uh, my list of favorite movies to see who directed them and then watching um, some other movies by those directors and he directed 310 Yuma which is one of my favorites so I decided to go ahead and watch one of his earlier movies if not his earliest yeah. um, uh, which is Copland and it was okay it's not amazing um have you wait did you say you'd seen it or no i have
1: seen it it's uh i only Been seen it once you know at the time it came out um yeah. i don't have a strong memory of it
0: yeah it's not that memorable to be honest with you it's okay mm-hmm. um but Stallone it was a, is...
1: it was a, it was touted as a serious kind of uh entry for Stallone. he was you know doing a lot of goofy action stuff and this was a little bit more serious and grounded
0: okay i mean it is that um for sure and his his character in particular is pretty somber like he's not he's really unhappy a guy in the Uh in the movie um it's got a dumb ending (laughs) spoilers for copland i guess uh he basically finds out that all his like his entire life is built on a lie like all his friends the people he thought were his friends are corrupt and then um there's a big shootout and a lot of them end up dead and all this stuff and and then at the end, he like skips away into the sunset, like life is good now. And it's like, no, that's not how that would go at all. You would be yeah. traumatized and more depressed for the rest of your life because everything yeah. you thought was true, it turned out to be false. And it's just, huh. it's so silly. But um, <clears throat> other than, if it, if it, it does, so it doesn't stick the landing. It, if it had, it, it might be, it might be better. But hmm. um, it just went so, so like, yeah, it just took a hard left turn into fantasy for something that wanted to be kind of nitty gritty, but um and then I watched the Punisher from um, whenever early 2000s with John Travolta as the villain and oh, oh shit what's his name as The <laughs> Punisher <laughs> I, for- <laughs> I forgot he was good I liked that yeah. I can't remember his name uh watching that though i well going in I thought John Travolta was the Punisher, so that was uh uh, <laughs> uh oh, not alarming I was just confused for a second but That was pretty good um some funny moments in that movie some genuinely heartwarming moments in that movie um and some genuinely scary moments in that movie it actually handles uh the switch between tones really really well it's actually pretty deftly directed Mm -hmm. i wish i had thought to write down all the filmmakers and everything at the moment because i would like to plug them but um actually really solid uh maybe better than i was i thought maybe i was expecting a a really corny action movie and it's actually got it's got quite a bit of heart it's good
1: i can't remember if i saw that
0: movie uh that
1: was directed Mm -hmm. by a gentleman named jonathan hensley okay i'm not familiar with him i don't i'm not either jonathan Mm -hmm. hensley did he wrote armageddon Uh, you know i've never seen that movie and he directed the punisher (laughs) and that's about (laughs) it and that's some, it. Okay. Well, Some music, some music uh, videos. Music
0: video. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. He directed a movie with Liam
0: Neeson yeah, called well. The Ice Road, which I actually kind of like. Is that... Wait a second. Did that come out like three or four years ago? Yeah. 2021, it says. So that's a remake of In Order of Disappearance. Do you remember when we watched that together? And mm-hmm. I fell asleep? No. And
1: it's not. This is what? a different. This is a different ice movie starring Liam Neeson.
0: <laughs> There's a different ice truck movie starring Liam Neeson that came out three <laughs> or four years ago. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, the one that he.
1: I don't remember. <laughs> I think the one that you're thinking of is called Cold Pursuit. Oh. Um. This is called Ice Road, and it's um.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's silly and it's fun okay well maybe i'll give that a shot because i didn't like cold pursuit very much
1: yeah uh yeah it's not right. uh, citizen kane but it's uh <laughs> all right well what do you got what have you been watching what have i been watching well two things i wanted to yeah. mention the first one is a serious one called uh-huh. hunger it's a movie by the director steve mcqueen not that steve mcqueen but um yes this is a gentleman from great britain he uh, I think this was the first film that he did that was uh, you know that had people take notice. Um, I think prior to that he had been doing like very uh, like art installations and things like that. Um, right. But this was a theatrical release with Michael Fassbender. It was about um, the hunger strike in um, the prisons of Northern Ireland in the time of the troubles in the early 70s, late 70s, early 80s. <clears throat> and in mm-hmm. particular, uh, Michael Fassbender plays Bobby Sands, who was the first uh, hunger striker to die um, uh, during during that time, which ended up um, achieving uh, some political aspirations for uh, for the IRA um, at that okay. time. It's a pretty harrowing movie. It's um, uh, it's very well done. I would say it's a bit lumpy. It's got. Um, uh, a, you know, three distinct acts all with different structures, but they all work mm-hmm. together as a as a um, uniform whole it was a very harrowing movie about <clears throat> conditions in the prison and what um, the prisoners felt they needed to do in order to be uh, taken seriously um, by uh, the government of, uh, of Great Britain um okay and uh you know it doesn't it's it's pretty one-sided it doesn't spend a lot of time give you know building much sympathy for the loyalist side um you know it doesn't spend a lot of time talking about the atrocities the area committed um it Mm -hmm. really just focuses on you know what these people did in the in the name of um trying to uh to um win a seat at the table to um discuss unification of of ireland and um mm-hmm. it's a great film um very very d- difficult to watch very
0: mm-hmm.
1: um visceral
0: <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of
1: bodily fluids on display not just okay like, not just blood but a lot of things um uh-huh. uh and and these and it's a, a amazing to read that these things really happen that uh, prisoners really You know, did things like smear their feces on the walls of their cells and, and dump their urine into the hallways of the,
0: of
1: the, of the dormitories. It's, uh, yeah, it's quite, Uh, quite, um, sensory that way. Yeah. It sounds like it. The other thing I wanted to mention and we're getting into spooky season and, uh, I, I was the other thing I've been. Uh, thinking about and reading about was Vietnam movies because Uh, it was a podcast that was just um, downloaded. I just downloaded and finished listening to called Do We Get to Win This Time? And it was all about Vietnam movies. uh And um, it got me thinking about something that I hadn't watched in a long time. And it's not really a movie. It's an episode of a TV series called Masters of Horror. It was from the mid 2000s. It was on Showtime, I think. And it was uh, an anthology show, uh, different stories by different directors, many of them you know, well known, like John Carpenter and Toby Hooper and, and people like that. Anyway, this episode was <clears throat> from that series, uh, and it was directed by Joe Dante and is called Homecoming. And um, the premise of the uh, show is that um, veterans that were killed in action are coming back from the dead and uh and the 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 story of the show is why you know why are they cutting back what do they want Mm -hmm. and uh they're they're not there to eat brains or flesh right so it's um very 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 well done it's uh uh highly recommended as a standalone watch for anybody who's interested in vietnam issues it is you know it's got the trappings of horror. I would say it's more of a comedy or a satire than horror. Um, there isn't a lot of blood and guts mm-hmm. in it. It's it's more uh-huh. of a, a trenchant political satire and an anti-war film. It's probably one of the best anti-war films you'll ever see,
0: wow. in my opinion.
1: So okay. I would watch watch Homecoming, which is an episode of the Masters of Horror series.
0: Okay. That sounds yeah. interesting. Watch it. Yeah. Watch I it. I believe
1: it's available online.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Okay. Well, that sounds excellent. All right. Does that bring us to our movie? Anything else? <clears throat> I don't have anything I think so, else. so. Unless I you got another one. Okay. Yeah. I think that brings us to the movie. Do you want to introduce it? Yeah. So it's What'd another scary movie. It's
1: called Sorcerer. Ooh. Actually, it's not scary. That's at not all. scary. Uh, don't be silly. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not about a. Sorcerer, it does kind
0: of sound sorcerer. like it could be. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's uh, not. There's no sorcerers in it. Uh, nope. The first. The first image it's, of the film, though. You. You remember the first image of the film? It's the stone carving.
0: Uh. No. Of kind of like a offhand. demon
1: gargoyle kind of thing.
0: Vaguely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was that
1: Pazuzu from The Exorcist?
0: I have no idea. I don't remember the that exorcist. I mean, I do remember. I do remember The Exorcist, but I don't remember that statue. No from the movie. Okay.
1: Well, we'll set the stage. Okay, so Sorcerers by William Preetkin. William Uh Preetkin (laughs) is uh, a director of uh, recent uh, memory. He passed not that long ago. Uh, Sam, last episode, mentioned that he had watched Thief. He was impressed by the score Mm -hmm. of Tangerine Dream. Loved It it. inspired me to -hmm. suggest this film that we watch uh, because it also has a Tangerine Dream score Mm -hmm. um, and also is a film that I absolutely love. Uh, I wanted to. This is one of the films that I've uh, wanted Sam to uh, watch and give me his feedback mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from the late '70s. It yeah, stars Roy Sh- Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And it stars mm-hmm. Roy Scheider and a bunch of people I don't know. Um, mm. It's got an international cast. Yes. <clears throat>
0: um, one of them is named. And- I think the one of them is named Bruno Kramer. Okay. He plays the Frenchman, I believe. Yep. Um, another guy's named Armad. I think is probably how you say it. Something like that. Okay. Um, he plays the Palestinian terrorist, and mm-hmm. Francisco Rabal plays the weird hitman guy.
1: Hitman guy. Mm-hmm. And Roy Scheider plays a, kind of a driver, getaway driver, you know, hoodlum from New Jersey. Yeah. And uh, each of them uh, in four prologues lasting almost one quarter of the entire movie, um, get themselves into some trouble and uh, in separate places, uh, doing separate things and Mm -hmm. find themselves uh, stranded together in this um, uh, unnamed Latin American backwater with nothing much to do, Mm -hmm. except Uh, work try and make some money to afford a plane ticket out of
0: there and uh, in the meantime drink
1: until they Mm -hmm. pass out Mm -hmm.
0: I um, before we go on I totally got that uh, the guy plays the Palestinian I totally got his name wrong I was thinking of uh, Arnaud who is the writer of the original book I think Um, Amidou is the guy who plays he just has one name I guess Um, Amidou is the guy who plays the Palestinian Amidou
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and these are three actors besides Scheider that I had never heard of before or since.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I I can't say I'm familiar with any of them either.
1: Yeah. But these are our four um, protagonists, um, Mm -hmm. and uh, they have an opportunity uh, presented by uh, an accident at an oil well, uh, Mm -hmm. which sets off a huge fire to earn their way out of this hellhole. Uh, by driving two trucks loaded with unstable nitroglycerin across 200 miles of jungle.
0: Right. And did you I, did you go over this already? But the the reason they need it to what they're going to use the dynamite to stop the fire, right? Yes. <clears throat>
1: they're going to okay. detonate the dynamite inside the well, and the force of the explosion is supposed to put the fire out. Because it, it's I guess, it.
0: I guess cuts it off from the source for long enough or something. It, it,
1: it starves it of oxygen.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can accept that. I'm sure that's a real thing. I wasn't, yeah. uh, I wasn't clear on that immediately. I, um, I don't know if I wasn't paying attention or something, but I wasn't clear immediately on why the nitroglycerin was, was so important, but then I was reading as I watched the movie and I was like, Oh, I figured that out. But, um,
1: now I did tell you before the movie that you needed to read up on the science and physics of oil well fires. You you, did not do that.
0: You did not tell me that. That's not an assignment I got from you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, uh -uh, I didn't do that. Um, Uh that would be interesting though. I'd be interested to know what this, yeah, it's, it's just, then maybe there, there's something I don't, maybe you feel differently. I don't think the movie makes any um, interesting statement about it and it doesn't have to, but it is kind of funny. It's, you know, fire with fire, literally. It's like putting out a fire with an explosion. That's just funny. Like there's something ironic hmm. about that, but hmm. I don't know if thematically that tracks across the movie. Not that it
1: has to. Yeah. I don't, just I don't know.
0: I have like... a I have a different <clears throat> thematic
1: observation about it, but we'll get mm. there. But, yeah. um, this is not an original uh story, as you as you made reference, this is based on a right. novel mm-hmm. <clears throat> called The Wages of Fear. Mm-hmm. And uh The Wages of Fear was also made into a film in the nineteen fifties uh by a French director, uh Georges Oh no, I'm sorry, Henri Cousot. Mm-hmm. Um and the uh 1950s film is in many respects, very similar to a Sorcerer, um, okay. you know, for a 1950s film. It's the scenario is very similar um, for uh, men trapped in this in this Latin American backwater, um, driving these trucks full of unstable um, dynamite or nitroglycerin to, to mm-hmm. put out a oil fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, same bit. So same basic story. Yeah, I'll have yeah. to, I'll have to uh, watch that one, like I said, for next time. And and, and we can talk about that a little bit. Um, Yeah. Also also a good film. Okay. Great. I love a good movie.
1: So what's your relationship to William Friedkin? Do you like his Mm, films? Have you seen um, very many
0: of them? I don't know. I haven't. I've only seen um, uh, French Connection and Exorcist. I Mm -hmm. saw Exorcist fairly young uh, considering I don't like horror movies very much. I actually saw that one fairly Mm -hmm. young Um, or, or I like them more now than I used to, but i never watched them when I was younger, but I did watch that one at some point, I remember, and I did not like it at all. Um, I think it freaked yeah. me out. Um, the part I remember is her crab walking down the stairs and her head turns around and that that really scared me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care for it. And then uh, 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 French Connection, sorry, I blanked out. Um, mm-hmm. French Connection is good. I saw it a while ago. I'm not sure exactly when um my memory of it isn't amazing i do remember the chase scene under the l train or whatever that thing is called yeah um that was awesome Mm -hmm. uh i remember uh gene hackman being very excellent and he's one of the great actors i think so no surprises there really uh so i've seen those my relationship to william frequent is not personal i don't really i don't have particular affinity for him um but i did really enjoy um, I keep wanting to call it Popeye, um, mm-hmm. but I did really enjoy French Connection. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. character's
1: name is Popeye Doyle in that film. Right. What about uh, you? What's
0: your, what's your, um, what was the first movie you saw by William Friedkin? Um,
1: hmm. It might've been French Connection. Yeah. Um, Cause that was yeah.
0: 71, I guess. Yeah.
1: But I wouldn't have seen it when it came out. I was too young. Oh, sure. Um, my parents wouldn't have allowed me to see that. Um, yeah, you were they, than, I definitely wouldn't again. have been allowed to see mm-hmm. the Exorcist. <clears throat> so I saw all of that much later. right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, my relationship is probably about the same. I haven't um, okay. seen a ton of his films. I'm not mm-hmm. uh, like a huge fan of, of Friedkins. I, I like the films that I like and this uh, of the ones that I've seen. Um, Sorcerer is by far my favorite. Uh, okay. Of of his films, I think I think Sorcerer is just a wonderful action film.
0: Wow, or, I'm so interested to talk about this. suspense film, thriller film. Yeah. yeah, That's um, that's interesting because that's probably a pretty hot take considering he directed two of the most well-known movies ever, um, and then Sorcerer is neither of those. So
1: and and Sorcerer was a flop when it was released. It was mm-hmm. uh, not well received.
0: Um,
1: it uh, it had a it had a big uh. Hill to climb. It was released mm-hmm. in the summer of 1977. Mm-hmm. And Sam, can you think of another movie that was released in the summer of 1977?
0: Not specifically '77, no. Star Wars. The first Star Wars oh. movie. Was released, <laughs> oh, wow. It was released okay. a month uh-huh. before
1: this one. Really? I, I think it just got its
0: lunch eaten uh-huh. by Star Wars. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, Wow even if it was a month before
1: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm Star Wars this was a time when I don't know how many of our listeners you know sure personally experienced this or knew about this but this was a time when people would line up for to see a movie they would line up to buy tickets and you would stand in line for a long time yeah um, and you may not get in and then you would get back in line to you know uh, buy tickets for the next show yeah Um, so and theaters theaters were full and people would see the movies three and four and five times so this was a completely different time um and uh uh i think you know star wars probably uh stayed in theaters and stayed that popular for the rest of the year
0: for that maybe maybe more than a year yeah that that's pretty hard to imagine now the last time i lined up for a movie was avengers endgame mm-hmm. um so that probably did not stay that popular for that long i'm sure um yeah. but that's the last so in answer to your question yes i'm sure people my age and, and younger have stood in line for movies but not very often the only other time i can think of that i might have stood in line for a movie before that was when the last Harry Potter movie came out and I was still hmm. in high school at the time, I think. So, hmm. um, I think I was with you at that showing, right? Was it was a midnight show. I think you were. Yes.
1: Mm hmm. Uh, and i had a hard time staying
0: awake. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a late showing. Uh, cause late I think show. they, cause I was it, it might've been a double feature. I think they showed the, both of them and then part one, and then they showed part two, Boy. um, Boy. which Boy. is Boy. why it was minish. Cause part two started at midnight, but, um, yeah so still happens not often is I guess what I'm saying, and I wonder yeah. when the next when like when's the next especially with the pandemic you know through wrench and everything and now the rider strike and the streaming wars and whatever um mm-hmm. it's i I don't think anybody knows like where the future of seeing movies in a theater is going um when's the next time people are gonna line up to see something I don't know not a never know. because. You know,
1: what we didn't have, what we have now that we didn't have then was streaming. You know, things come to streaming within months of uh, theatrical release. Right. Basic cable. There wasn't, you know, that wasn't a big thing back then. Sure. Um, Your only way to see these uh, movies was to go to the theater. Right. Um, There wasn't even videotape. Videotape was a brand new thing. So, um, uh this was how people saw movies. And, and that's why Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Star Wars just took all the oxygen out of the room. There was nothing left for Sorcerer.
0: Right. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Plus uh, you know, I listened to the Siskel and Ebert review of it um, of Sorcerer and Mm -hmm. you know, it's a dumb title, right?
0: i guess it isn't really it's the name of the trucks right they say sorcerer on it's
1: the name of one of the trucks there's two trucks they have names and one of them is named sorcerer and that's the name of the other one's name
0: is uh william gertrude i don't know (laughs) (laughs) the other one's name is roy (laughs) Roy. I i don't i don't remember seeing i don't remember seeing a second name uh it's in there, but I don't remember it. Because they put, it, it, either, they either, put but... it in the frame several times. It was a sorcerer it's like thing. nothing; it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, right. They should have called it. To name it sorcerer. Uh, they should have called it how to put out an oil fire in 30 yeah. seconds. Yeah, sure.
1: They should have called it unstable nitroglycerin driven 200 miles uh-huh. over uh, uh,
0: rugged uh, jungle terrain. I see <laughs> <saw> that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but they, <laughs> they should they have couldn't called it, it on the have, coaster.
0: they should have called it guess how this is gonna go yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, they
1: they should have called it uh, Bubba hold my beer <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
0: yeah uh, uh, you know what uh, well, wait. are you um, anything else for the intro uh, yeah that was a long movie. intro but
1: I don't yeah, think okay. so um, context is important I think we've set up this movie yeah
0: Okay, well, I'll just, um, so my first, so, my first impression of what what I did like about this, because I was, I guess, just to um, give you an idea, of, I w- I'm fairly lukewarm on this movie, didn't love it, didn't hate it, which is why I'm interested to see um, why it's so what? special for you. <laughs> what? Um, we, have, we are so not on the same page with the movie these days, it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, you didn't think this was a great thriller a great suspense i honestly didn't and i have i have thoughts as to why um and i'll get into them what i did like though uh right off the bat is the podcast uh, podcast. (laughs) we're done here (laughs) we have nothing further to talk about um i liked how the it, it is a movie that knows i think what it is and it it's not shy about telling you what it is right away which i appreciate and the scene where that occurred to me was fairly early on i don't remember which segment it is oh no yeah i do it's right before um roy scheider and his crew rob the place which is in back of the church i guess i was a little confused on the geography of that scene um yeah but they're robbing some sort of uh operation i'm not sure what it is gambling is it gambling um it's in the back of a church which it's. That alone tells you what kind of movie this is, because there's a gambling operation in the back of a church. And while that's happening, there's a couple getting married, and the bride has a big old <laughs> shiner. <laughs> and so it tells you, which, yes, is, is funny and awful. Um, and so it tells you exactly what kind of movie it is right away, which is why the ending yeah. did not surprise me. But that's fine. Um, I, think right. the, I think the movie has a strong sense of self, um, which is important. I think it goes a long way. Um, so that was that was my first impression. Um, as the movie went, um, my main thing. Wh- wh- what do you think of the of they've been called vignettes? To me, it, it doesn't. It didn't really strike me as vignettes. It just. I don't know. Maybe there's a fine line, but it was just four long scenes, um, or sequences rather, back to back that introduce each character and their situation. To me, it. Um, it's not that I was bored, but I kept waiting for the movie to start because this movie, like the, 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 the log line of this movie, if you will, um, doesn't start until almost halfway through. Um, yeah, I I clocked it. It was exactly halfway through. Yeah. They don't don't start driving
1: until an hour. uh, Right.
0: There's right and and so if we if we say that the 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 beginning of that sequence is when they're actually getting um, recruited or whatever, when they finally end mm-hmm. up in Colombia and they're actually get recruited for this mission, that maybe starts like forty five to fifty minutes in, and so you have forty five to fifty minutes of pure setup, and that was a little much for me. Um, how do you hmm. feel about the how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, again, I think it's a it's a reflection of the changing times and maybe you know to some degree the changing generations but um you know movies used to take their time and um you'll probably have some of the same problem with wages of fear Mm
0: -hmm.
1: although it doesn't um delve so deeply into the backstory um Mm -hmm. but it does spend uh, i think just as much time just following these people around this shitty little town uh, mm-hmm. until it gets to um, the the actual journey. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it, uh, for me, it works. I think it works great. I think um, you get to understand, you know, what circumstances would bring these people uh, to a place like that. Um, and, you know, why, uh, how difficult it is. Why can't they just leave? Well, the reason they can't leave is because they're making you know, crappy wages. And, uh, I think there was a pithy little line, uh, in there that just explained, you know, very economically, they can't, uh, you know, it would take them a year to make, you know, the amount of money that they would need in order to just buy a plane ticket uh, out of there. Mm Yeah, If if you stopped eating for a year, um, they, um, are getting, uh, or Scheider is getting, um, you know, shanghaied by the local cops who are shaking him down for you know, uh, 30 cents on the dollar mm-hmm. um, for everything that he makes because they know that he's, you know, got no, no legal passport. Right. So uh, you really get um, to live with these people for a while to, you know, sense their desperation and, you know, why they would accept this crazy bonkers mission you know, suicide mission to, you know, take this stuff that's going to, you know, blow them out of the out of the jungle. Right. um, For the hope of, you know, just getting out of there. Right. Um, So I think it works. I think it works very very well for me.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So as long as we're going there already, because I did have some thoughts on that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's obvious that they're, it's obvious that they're desperate. I agree. And it, it, it makes it very clear. Like, you wouldn't even have to say a line of dialogue you could just show where they are and the work that they're doing and we get it like yeah you want to get out of that situation fair enough Um, and so yes it works it's functional but i think what i was missing was a sense of what they were trying to get back to because Mm -hmm. we so Roy Scheider also any, anywhere but there, <laughs> fair, fair enough. And except I get for the it. Frenchman who 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 seemed like he wanted to get back to his wife. Right. So he's the only one who has an actual life to return to. Everyone else seems mm-hmm. very detached. Like they don't they don't seem like they have much that they would be going back to. And so right. it was strange to me that first of all that Roy Scheider was the main character at all because he's one of he, he doesn't seem like he has much to get back to, and yet he's the most desperate. Um, And then Bruno Kramer, the Frenchman, is, uh, if anything, has the most reason, as far as we know, to actually want to return to his former life because he has a wife who, by all appearances, he actually loves and she gives him that watch at the beginning. And so it sets up this this peaceful domestic life that theoretically Mm -hmm. he should want to get back to as badly as anybody else. And yet it's Roy Scheider who kind of is the emotional driver of the movie. But yeah. we barely know anything about him. Like, we know he wants to get out, fine, but like, what's he fighting to get back to? It's like his, his, and he overacts a lot in this movie, I think. Um, but Isn't his, I, I, I really do. Um, but his, his desperation is very obvious again, I think because he's overacting, but also it seems overweighted against a lack of obvious motive, other than I just want to get out of here. It's like, no, I'm trying to get back to, you know, a family or I'm trying to reclaim this great life I once had, but none of that's there. It's just, I want to escape. And maybe, I mean, I don't know. It it didn't feel poignant enough for me. It it felt a Mm -hmm. little bit like we're just supposed to take it for granted that he wants to get out and it's like, fine, but maybe you could have done a little more with all given all that setup at the beginning. I feel like we should have been more emotionally invested. I didn't feel emotionally invested in. in...
1: Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that you can um, say about the movie is that there isn't very many people in it, if anybody, to root for. Um, Right. I mean, they're all scum, right?
0: They've all done terrible Uh, things. They are. What did (laughs) and um, what did Bruno Kramer do? The French guy. He committed fraud
1: and ran away.
0: Right that's fine.
1: So what, what, you know, he's scum because he basically ran out on his wife. Um, right.
0: He, he fucked up their whole life and now he's gone and he has yeah, to wait. And that, he that, that basically
1: would... bolted and left her, you know, to deal with the consequences. Right. Um, and so good on you.
0: good on you. And, um, and maybe there is something to be said there to where, yeah, he's not sympathetic because of that. And so, um, and so maybe he doesn't, deserve to get back and maybe that's a statement the movie wants to make but again he wasn't the main character so that's it's not really hammered home
1: no but i don't think there's anybody to sympathize with here and i I don't think that's you know the point of the film is is not that we're you know rooting for anybody to necessarily achieve you know any of their goals if there is a a sympathetic protagonist it's Scheider, because what happened to him was an accident Um, you know he was part of this robbery but he didn't intend for um, you know that uh, he didn't intend for that uh, you know accident to take place. the car crash right Um, the car crash and and so you know his departure was sudden and you know against his will he didn't even know where he was going Um, right the one that doesn't make sense to me is the hitman I mean he's you know that's his profession right so he's he's killing people, you know, presumably all over the world and he ends up here and and he's stuck. He he doesn't have a way of getting out. That kind of didn't make
0: a lot of sense to me. That wasn't clear to me either because he appears to be yeah. there of his, of his own accord. Right? Right. Right. But it doesn't. But is yeah. he there to he he? And he does kill a guy. So was that the guy he was there to kill?
1: Um, I don't think so. Remember, think there's there
0: just... remember, remember there's initially four there's initially four drivers recruited. And then right. the hitman Francis Gribal kills one of them, kills one of he them, kills and the then, ex-Nazi. Yep. Yeah. Right, and then he volunteers to take his place. But so did was he assigned to kill that guy, or did he just kill him as a way to get out? But then why was he stuck there in the first place? I, I yeah, also... he wanted
1: the job. Remember, he tried out and he didn't get the job. So All right. Um, so that's why he I killed him. He, he killed him so that he could take his place.
0: Okay. So I guess the only hang up then is why is he there in the first place? Yeah, I still Yeah.
1: Don't. Why is this, you know, his his place of refuge? Um, right. if if you kill people for a living, I think you'd have a better game plan than that. But um, uh, you know, the terrorist had to leave suddenly, the you know, Roy Scheider had to leave suddenly, right. And um, the the French businessman had to leave suddenly. So
0: Right. Um you wouldn't yeah, every, necessarily everyone else make is the best plan. Is- Right. Everyone else is fleeing their respective countries. That makes sense. Um, yeah. You know, they somehow yeah. ended up in the same place. Fine. We can accept that um, because there'd be yeah. no movie otherwise. Um, yeah.
1: So but, they're just yeah. trying to get out. And I don't think it necessarily matters whether we want them to win or lose. It's just a question of seeing, you know, what they have
0: to go through and, you know, and the suspense of will they or won't they? Will they or won't uh, they? Yeah. And then the 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 sheer the sheer desperation that you would have to uh, succumb to in order to take on a job like this uh right. you know that's that's the emotional core of the movie i guess is desperation yeah. um yeah and you do and and it is and it is tense it does a good job of the of setting up situation i think the highlight for you was probably the bridge sequence oh yeah where they're I mean, driving then, over, then over the a road bridge at the 1 hour mark then it really is
1: you know then the game is on and then we're yeah. Um, you know, um, uh, confronting all kinds of challenges that the jungle can present in order to, you know, get these trucks to their destination, including this crazy scene, uh, sequence over a rope bridge uh, in the middle of a driving rainstorm over a raging river. It is yeah. intense. Yeah. Um, just love, love, love that scene.
0: Yeah, it is really intense. Um, and that was my favorite part of the movie and the part where, um the i'm gonna forget his name again the palestinian um amadou is uh falls through the bridge while and and the guy can't see him because it's raining so hard and the wind's blowing so hard um and so the frenchman's driving the truck and palestinian falls through the the bridge and he's hanging on and he can't see him and he almost runs him over that was really great that was a good sequence
1: that was great and there's a scene in wages of fear the Mm -hmm. 1950 movie um that echoes that in a different way um okay that is also you know similarly mm-hmm. uh intense, mm-hmm. <laughs> intense uh but um yeah i think i think what this movie uh exists to do is to really put you on the edge of your chair definitely in that last hour and okay. the first hour is all about you know getting you to be in in their mindset their their state of desperation right um their willingness to do you know what it takes in order to um in order to
0: complete their mission sure yeah and i i don't want to come across i hope i'm not someone who is so impatient that they can't appreciate a movie that takes his time it just struck me as inefficient it struck me as un, an unnecessary um amount of time for what it was trying to do it it felt like padding to me i think is why i got Hmm. a little bit impatient i just want kind of was ready for the movie to start at a certain point um yeah the other reason so it, it, it there are many really tense sequences in this movie again the rope bridge being probably the best one the one problem for me was there's a lack of relationship development in this movie. And I wanted there to be like, there's, there's, these are people who have to spend, you know, this amount of time together under these extremely stressful circumstances, but their relationships are more or less the same at the end as they are at the beginning. And, and of course, by the end, there's only one of them left, but it doesn't seem to develop at all like i thought i thought they were gonna get to know each other and they were gonna um yeah i just thought there would be a relationship happening at the same time as the re- and there really kind of isn't like they don't they don't get to yeah. know each other at all they're all they're just kind of antagonistic the whole time um the frenchman and um the palestinian get they get like one scene right before the end um they get one scene <laughs> right where they, they die, where they start to connect, <laughs> right before they, yeah, right before the tire blows and they fall off a cliff and die. Yeah, but see, so I they, mean, that's the lesson. You so, don't
1: want to make a connection
0: because so the, then you're just then, gonna right, blow a tire and blow die. Up. Right. The <laughs> I just it, even that, it, and I love that part because it was it caught me so off guard, and I thought it was great. I thought it was just a, mechanically just an amazing scene. It was well timed. Um, I was startling, yeah. and and it was sad. Like I was, I was affected because I was like, no, they were so close. Really? But, um, I think it would have been even better if we'd spent most of the movie getting to know them and them getting to know each other, and then it would be an actual loss. But they're they're still strangers at the end, and and we don't care about strangers. That's not how we're built. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I, I just wanted there to be. Yeah. I wanted there to be some relationship building going on and and there just, there just wasn't, I didn't, I didn't pick up on any. Yeah. Again, I don't think it,
1: it cheapens or weakens the movie for not having that. I think, again, it's not what it's about. It's, it's really about, you know, the, the lengths that, that, you know, men could be driven to, Mm -hmm. uh, in order to, uh, in order to achieve their, their goals. If you, we talked about, you know, what is there a theme in this movie? And I don't really think that there necessarily is. Sure. But if you wanted to, you know, find one, it would be, you know, what people are willing to do for money. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, or to to escape,
0: you know, circumstances or
1: to escape. But um, you know, in addition to, you know, just these guys who are trying to earn, uh, money in order to, you know, get out of that town. You've got, um, you know, all of the, uh, scenes about, uh, labor exploitation. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the scenes where, uh uh men are you know lifting up a big uh uh pipeline yeah and one of the you know the pipeline falls on one of the guys and right. he's injured and then you had scenes of the oil well fire victims of the oil well fire being brought back to the town and how the town you know reacts
0: to right you know they start riding being and returned. burning the truck and yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah so there's there's you know a lot of um a lot of i i think uh uh thematic elements that you could find uh in in that regard about you know just what people are willing willing to do or driven to do you know yeah. for the promise of of
0: of money yeah and then the the uh, the, uh, the oppressive underside of of capitalism too it's exploitation yeah. and yeah for
1: exploitation sure. and mm-hmm. um so no i didn't feel like there's anything uh, wrong with the movie because it didn't spend time trying to get to know these people or humanize them or mm-hmm. give them relationships. They're scum. They're all scum, and yeah. uh, all we want to know is, you know, what are they going to be driven to do? What are they going to be able to do in order to get out of the situation? Are they going to Are they going to blow up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Are they going to going to blow up yeah. real good? Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, or one of them, and uh, some of them did. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, okay
1: and the and those and those amazing set pieces yes um you know i and you mentioned scheider you thought he overacted but i i just i would give him like uh, uh best actor oscar for this all day long i mean he this really? this man just made jaws oh absolutely yeah he just made Jaws. i thought he was he's 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 so hero. much better
0: in jaws than this movie
1: he's <laughs> the every man of the world you know everybody loves yeah. him he's he's you know uh everyday average joe hero and then he makes this yeah. movie where he's you know completely uh-huh. despicable he's up to his eyeballs and muck and sweat and yeah. slime yeah. <laughs> he's soaking wet yeah. i mean this guy deserves many oscars for for doing this uh-huh. right after i guess
0: <laughs> right yeah after. i guess you could i guess you could say it's a bold <laughs> choice but I just I didn't find I wasn't inspired by his performance. I think he just he's throwing tantrums most of the time. <laughs> it's just I didn't I didn't buy it. I don't know. It felt yeah, like it was
1: too much. He's he's know. definitely in character. But I
0: do I love I do love Roy Scheider, and I also think he's one of the greats. I think um, you know I not that I've I haven't seen necessarily a ton of his work, but I love Jaws of course, and I love all that jazz. I think that's just a fantastic movie all that jazz and so i'm a marathon, huge man, he's a marathon fan. man oh yeah mm-hmm. i forgot well, about that
1: he's yeah, in french so. connection
0: i think he's excellent he's in french connection is he a yeah. partner yeah it has he's a yeah he's
1: that. popeye's partner yeah so it has
0: been a while since i've seen that then i'll have to go back um no. yeah that's so funny yeah stuff is just not not yeah. working for me i don't know why hmm. um What else we got? Yeah, you wanted it to be
1: uh, to be about the relationship, and and I I I don't see
0: the need. I I just felt like something was missing. It's got everything you need in it. Otherwise, why have? I think they could have cut two characters out of this movie, and it would have been fine. (laughs) I think it could have just been. To me, I was envisioning this. Could have just had one truck. Could have just had one (laughs) truck, and. Named Sorcerer, so we wouldn't have to wonder what the fuck the other one was called, and and then yeah, it could have just been and Helen Roy. The other truck was the called, other Helen, truck was called Helen. Are you? Is that real? <laughs> <laughs> Are you <laughs> joking? <laughs> uh, and what? It, and it, it could have just been Roy Scheider and Bruno Kramer, the Frenchman, and they could have just been in one truck, and it could have been that movie. Even if they hated each other the whole time, at least there would have been a relationship. I just, yeah, I don't know. It, it was... But then
1: Scheider but then wouldn't have been able to say,
0: double shares, we're going to get double shares. Uh, You're never going to make true. it. That's I, uh, true. I, I really, <laughs> I also didn't like the dialogue in this movie. I, re- I thought it was bad. I thought the dialogue was flat and at times corny. Wow. Yeah. Written by All right. Waylon Green.
1: All right. <laughs>
0: all right <laughs> i love the ending let's talk about something I did I, you it's very dark something. is it dark enough for you i love a dark ending give me more dark endings you know what it reminded me mm. of is layer cake you remember the ending of that movie mm. yes i do i love the ending mm. of that movie top 10 endings yeah ever reminded me that a little bit uh, certainly it was surprising surprising um it did catch me off guard. I, after it happened, I was like, Oh yeah, that's how this is going to go. We, we, you know, again, first scene, not first scene, but early on movie tells you what it is. Um, so, but it still was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about these guys who are after Roy Scheider. And then they show up at the end and Mm -hmm. they, you know, I, I love the restraint of not showing them killing him. They just, it just shows them walking into the bar where we know he is. Um, I thought that was fantastic. That was a, that was a master stroke for sure. Yeah. I'm not
1: sure, but I thought in the swatching that after they enter the bar um, and the tangerine dream uh, music starts up that you hear like a thumping sound.
0: Oh, I don't know. I didn't
1: catch that. Yeah. What kind of thumping? Like, I don't know. Could have been a, punch it could have been a slug it could have been a I mean silenced a gun yeah a silenced uh, gunshot
0: something like that Mm -hmm. um I didn't hear I I don't remember hearing anything I kind of hope that's not the case because you don't need it if it is Mm -hmm. if it is in there it's unnecessary um Mm -hmm. I think it's fantastic just to watch them walk into the building that's all you need to know that's awesome. Yeah. I lo- that. What'd you think of the tangerine
1: dream score? Which is why I picked this.
0: Yeah, it is why you picked it. It's good. Um, not as prominent as in Thief, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, good. But there's also a lot of scoreless yeah. scenes, and those are arguably the most tense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, this is it's an eerie score, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, the scene where they walk in at the end. That's that's like a pure cinema moment. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, but I, I was for for the most part, I was having trouble. There there were like moments where I was really in sync with this movie, but for the most part, I was I was um, uh, there was some friction for me. Well, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the The theme of this podcast is gonna become uh, I don't what I it really takes know. to get Sam to agree with me. What it takes to get Sam to agree with you, but also just how predictable it's becoming for you. When you like something I seem to not lately. It's so funny. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I think it's deliberately out of spite. You think so? I don't don't know. You tell me. But I'm okay. I'm I'm all
0: right. I'm always rooting for a movie. It is what it is. I want to like it. Why wouldn't I want to like it? Yeah,
1: you're gonna Uh, spend two hours of your life.
0: I think I'm experiencing exactly. I'm past my I'd like to think. I'm past my um, knee-jerk uh, critical eye phase. You know, that's like that's like young man shit. I'm old now. Yeah. Or something. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I, um, I did think last shot in the bar, I get where they're, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. When he starts dancing with the lady. Ah, that was silly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, like it was like this emotional beat and it was just, silly it's like he has no relationship to that yeah. woman like what's happening <laughs> why is no but he's happy he's getting out i, I get it because he thinks he's succeeded we're going a little long here but I, it, it brings right. me back
1: to something else where you said you thought it was inefficient i thought it was very efficient because there's a, a scene early in the movie where um uh Scheider's in the bar mm-hmm and he's looking at this poster of a sunbather remember that yes and there's a poster over the bar of a of a woman uh, sunbather yes and then the uh, bartender comes and brings him this you know piece of moldy bread or whatever that <laughs> yeah. they serve him <laughs> yeah. to eat and the dejected look on his face <laughs> that he puts on at that moment is like it just tells you so much yes and so that scene at the end where he's dancing, I mean, he's just trying to reclaim some of the life that he had. Okay. You know, went before he, you know, lived in this, you know, piece of shit town. Yeah. And I just thought that, that was such a, such a, you know, if there's beauty in this movie, that was such a beautiful moment. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh-huh. completely shattered by the arrival of the hitmen coming to kill him. But... Right. Um, yeah, no, I totally disagree. You're okay. wrong, and uh, that's that's I'll t- the way actually it
0: is. I'll take that. I think you've convinced me. Actually, yeah, So oh, get that in right. the wrong light, maybe. The um, <laughs> it, is, it is this can be the last comment, and then we can wrap up. But um, yeah, the when you talk about the dejected look on his face, that's when Roy Scheider shines to me. Is when he's underacting. Oh, less is more. For
1: that him. was so so because good. He that has was such
0: great direction and
1: great acting, in that he moment.
0: has one of the most expressive faces. And, yeah, that's when he shines. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Did I ever mention on this podcast that my dad went to school with him?
0: No, I was going to ask you about that, though. I thought that was the case. Yeah. You've told me that my before. and dad and
1: your classmates.
0: Mm-hmm. So, in, and uh, he's my guy. What, in high school? Uh, college. College classmates. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where did your dad go to college? In Franklin and Marshall College
1: in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. i did not know that mm-hmm. all right yeah what else you got anything So is my guy uh no nope, i i've taken my shot to persuade you mm-hmm. uh that sorcerers you know one of the great
0: movies uh yeah, one of the greats I don't, I don't think i'm gonna get there but you're not there no but all right. um i didn't yeah i mean i yeah like i said lu- lukewarm i guess and love well, it and
1: hate it. we'll keep we'll keep trying we'll wrap up um so next time do you have time,
0: a pick for next time
1: i do okay. and it's um a halloween pick great because we're getting close right um and i love me a scary movie yeah. and there was uh, a movie that i've been meaning to get you to watch i don't think you've seen it um mm-hmm. it's by a filmmaker that i believe you like um mike okay. flanagan
0: yeah i like mike flanagan yeah yeah he mm-hmm. did dr sleep dr sleep he did my uh, favorite thing the is netflix tv shows this. haunting of hill house is my favorite
1: haunting of hill house on netflix excellent mm-hmm. show yeah really. okay before all of that he did a movie um oh, that's not seen well this. known i don't think oh really may have yeah okay it's called absentia oh no i was thinking hush okay Mm -hmm. hush is on netflix and Mm -hmm. um also a good film but no uh, there's a movie called absentia it's one of his early ones Mm -hmm. maybe his earliest one Mm -hmm. and i would like you to watch that and tell me what you think okay great it is horror um yep good good for spooky season um so check it out it's on prime video Mm -hmm. um yeah check out absentia
0: okay yeah, I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it, though. So, yeah. Mike Flanagan. Good. Good. Very excellent. Okay. all right. Anything else? That's all I got. That's going to wrap it up. Okay. Uh, well, thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on your podcatcher of choice. If you want to tell us what you think of the show, uh, if you have thoughts or suggestions, or if you want to tell us um, your movie pitch for Killing to Fillin'* or Love it for Smell, uh you can uh send an email to likemoviespod at gmail.com also thank you to michael Sako for our cover art i don't want to forget i'm gonna put that in my notes so don't forget that next time mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's all i got all right and we'll see you guys next time